Hello and welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. Today, we are talking about how to use an application for a $10,000 scholarship as a template to get even more scholarships. Now, this is a value-packed episode, and I want you to listen closely. And if you can, take notes. You're going to really benefit from this one. So today we're talking about how to use a 10K scholarship as a template for even more money. And then I'm going to put in the the website www.ronbrown.org. Now, let me tell you just a little bit about this fantastic, fantastic Ron Brown scholarship that's at www.ronbrown.org. But first off, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond. I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online specialize in finding scholarships. And I wanted to come to you to talk about the Ron Brown Scholarship. This is one of the high dollar scholarships. Um, the, it's a $10,000 renewable scholarship. So let's stop right there because that's some language sometimes that people aren't familiar with. Renewable. You know, some scholarships are just a one shot deal. They give it to you once And then the next year, you may need to apply for more scholarships. But the Ron Brown scholarship is renewable. Once you get it, if you keep your GPA up, you you should get it for the next three years of for all four years of college. So. Program description. The Ron Brown Scholarship honors the legacy of Ronald H. Brown through a selective scholarship that advances higher education for community-minded and intellectually gifted African-Americans. All right, so let's stop there. As you heard, this um, scholarship is targeting uh, African-American students and it said intellectually gifted. So that lets you know that it is merit-based, but this is also need-based. So, because if you go on to read, it says, the competitively awarded Ron Brown scholarships are given over four years, $40,000, $10,000 each year to the most talented and economically challenged uh, high school seniors, right? So this is an interesting scholarship in that it is need-based and merit-based. Merit-based means you have to have, you know, a certain test score and a certain GPA. 
And let me just drill further into that. Some scholarships are merit-based, but the standard is not really that stringent. There are merit-based scholarships because they have a required GPA or score that only asks for a 2.5 GPA, which is a strong C, and a 22 on the uh, ACT or maybe a 1090 on the SAT. And these are, you know, average uh, average U.S. scores, right? Let me put that. Let me plug up this phone. It's looking like it wants to die and not let you all get a debt free degree. <laughs> so, um, so the, the Ron Brown scholarship is merit based and uh, need based, meaning you have to make probably uh, you probably have to be the type of student who could qualify for free lunch or who could qualify for rental assistance or assistance with food, or they may use a rubric that um, weighs the number of people in your household against the total income of the household. But we'll find out. The reason why I wanted to briefly go through the application with you, which is at runbrown.org, is because the application for this scholarship is very instructive, and I can stop at certain points while I'm talking about how to fill out the application, and you can use this template as a way to be prepared for all kinds of uh, great scholarships. So are you ready? Are you ready, people? I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready. So <laughs> let's do this. Now, the Ron Brown Scholarship application available at ronbrown.org is a PDF. Okay. So um, when you click on the words scholarship application, they tell you make sure you're eligible. Then they tell you download, print, and complete the application. So this isn't something that you will fill out online and then uh, and then email in. They want you to download, print, and complete the application. Um, so it says, and then mail the completed application to the address on the form. Please ensure that all four pages of the application are included and mailed together in the same packet. Transcripts and letters of recommendation should not be sent under separate cover. Incomplete, emailed, or faxed applications will not be considered. Now, as I have said before, you know, it's, it's often kind of a, a gatekeeping situation going on because high dollar scholarships like these are going to uh, draw a lot of applications. So when they are stringent about the requirements for how it's turned in, that means they're also using uh, going against those requirements as ways to cull the herd, to thin, to um, lower the, the slush pile of applications. So if your application is incomplete, it's going in file 13, the circular file. If your application is emailed, it's, you're, you're not even going to be considered. If it's faxed in, you're not even going to be considered. And if it, if it doesn't contain everything like recommendation letters and uh, whatever transcripts, then it's not going to be considered. So let's briefly look at the application so that I can show you how you can be prepared for lots of other scholarships like this one. <clears throat> so. 
At the top, it asks for your social security number, date of birth, and gender. Now, some of us have uh, different situations, too many to name, where we don't have our child's social security card. You know, you need to make sure that you have that. Um, And as a side note, I would say make sure that you also have the immunizations up to date. My son had to turn in a copy of his in order to move into his dormitory, especially that final that final uh, inoculation against meningitis. They will not let your child move into the dormitory without it. All right. Then it asks you for the full legal name. So this name needs to match what's on their birth certificate and social security card. If there are some discrepancies between that, I've seen this for various reasons that needs to be rectified, especially before you start applying for the FAFSA and things like that. It makes you look as if you're up to something. You're probably not up to anything, but it it looks specious to government agencies. So if there is some discrepancy between the name on the Social Security card and the name on the birth certificate, that needs to be reconciled. All right. Um, Then it asks for your mailing address, phone number, the high school they went to and the high school street address. Now, I want to share with you that I had a family that I was helping. And uh, through a set of circumstances, the young lady, very gifted uh, young lady, uh, had gone to several high schools because of parents moving for jobs. And um, I, I told her to go to her high school and make sure that they had all her previous classes from previous high schools on that transcript. And guess what happened? She went down there and they did not. So if you have a child who's gone to more than one high school, take some time to go up to the school, get a copy of their transcript and make sure that every one of their classes is included. All right. Then it asks you on this application for all of the ACT or the SAT. And on here, it asks you for the scores from every attempt. So your young person, the the college bound team that you are a stakeholder for, if they've taken the SAT or the ACT, you pick one. That's what it says on this application. Even if they took both, just pick one. And then you need to help them find their username and password to the electronic site where they can view their scores. Because on this application, it's asking for every one of their attempts. The one they took in 10th grade, the one they took in 11th grade, the two they took the beginning of senior year. They want all of the attempts written down on here. All right. So you need to gather that and get organized. Then it has a section to be completed by the school guidance counselor or academic advisor. And so it asks for the student's name and GPA, their contact information, class rank and class size. It asks them, do they weight grades or exclude certain courses? Um, They ask what percentage of this student's class will attend a four-year college, and then they ask them to submit an official transcript. Um, So I have talked to some parents who don't have positive feelings about the amount of help that they are receiving at their high school. I get it. Uh, 
uh, in a little bit of defense of high school counselors, in many schools, the, the ratio is 200 to one. <laughs> Just imagine if you had 200 children, uh, how much one-on-one attention you'd be able to give them. Um, that being said, your high school guidance counselor is someone you're going to have to make a relationship with, get their email and their phone number, and be able to get them on board with items like scholarship applications. All right. Then it goes into the uh, final page. It's only two pages long. It asks them this, their extracurricular activities, community employment and other activities. In my parent community, I show um, busy parents how to help their kid create a really strong college resume. If you have a college resume, you can just pull this information from that uh, document. And on this application, it says, attach your typed responses to this form. So you could attach a college resume. Having a college resume already done puts you ahead of the game. It asks you to list significant awards or honors. And then it asks you about essays. It says you must respond to both A and B. Each essay should be no longer than 500 words. The first one asks you to choose one activity you listed and tell us why it's significant. So if they said that they love sculpture, theater, robotics club, cheer, 4-H, whatever it is, they need to be able to write 500 words about why it's significant to them. The second essay says, um, uh, submit one you plan to send or have sent as part of a college application. Bam. I talk about this all the time. If you go to commonapp.org, you will find a list of essay prompts that can be used along with the common application to apply to over 800 schools. They should already have an essay responding to one of those prompts. This application for a $10,000 scholarship says that they can use the essay that they've already written. All right. So then it says, ask two individuals you know well to submit letters of recommendation. So this means uh, you need to have, I, I always advocate fishing with a net for this. People are busy. They're usually not, uh, you know, have some sort of personal ax to grind against your child, but they don't get back to you quickly. This is historically the case with recommendation letters. People don't usually get back to you quickly. Um, so that's why you should now send out to about 10 people. And then that way you'll get two or three that you can use. And then as the other ones come in later, if you like them better for certain opportunities, you can use them then. Uh, it asks you to submit a transcript and then it, all this needs to be filled out and sent in one envelope. All right. So each of the items that I just briefly went through with you are items that you should have for all scholarships. You need to create a way to uh, have copies of these so that you can uh, apply to scholarships consistently and persistently. So I know that this was valuable. I wish this is what people had told my parents when I was going through my college journey. If you would like to know how to get your kid into college and debt-free, contact me, Treasure Shields Redmond, the debt-free degree expert at Get the Acceptance Letter 
www.thinkingmuslim.online. And I will see you next time. Are you a busy parent who's helping a college-bound teen apply to colleges, but you're afraid of how you're going to pay for it, or even overwhelmed by all of the information that's out there? No worries. I understand your predicament. You know, I taught for 20 years, 10 years as a high school teacher, and 10 years as an assistant professor of English, always with students who were headed to college or who had just entered college. And not only that, I have a son who's a freshman in college this year, and he's going debt-free based on the system that I developed. But it didn't just work for me. It also worked for Mary and Mariah, whose testimonial you can see on my website, as well as Brandon and Mora and Tisha and Nevin. All of these are college-bound families who made use of a system, a guide, and a community at gettheacceptanceletter.online. Join us today. Oh, and when you get a chance, leave a rating and review in the iTunes store or wherever you listen to this podcast. That would really help me out. And a final thing, I'm taking sponsors. So if you'd like to get your product or service in front of this audience of busy parents of college-bound teens, just contact me at gettheacceptanceletter.online and I'll see you next time.